Hello. Hi. Hold on. Let me see if I got to let you invite you to speak. Did you get the invite? Because <clears throat> I have never been in this space with you before. One, two, three. Hello, hello. How are you? Hello, I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Um, Can you tell me how to pronounce your name? Because I have never even been in this space with you before. Adewale. It's pronounced Adewale. Adewale. Yeah. Adewale. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Well, um, dang, I can't believe nobody's here, but it's only like 401, so we can give it a little bit of time for people to show up. Uh, what time is it where you're at? Um, it's currently um, 10 p.m. here. Oh, my gosh. So a little, a little late for you, but hopefully you're, you're chilling. Yeah, it's quite late, but um, most people are still awake by this time. That's true. That's true. Uh, Real Girl Space last night, she started it at like 11, I think, and it went to like 5 in the morning. <laughs> but I'll um, be and Yeah, that's true. That is really true. That's so true. I have so many questions for you about your work. I can't wait to start asking them, but I'm going to wait till we have at least uh, Real here. Uh, um, let me just try to invite some people to come listen to me. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Me too. I'll go do that. Hello, Real. What's up? Let me um, invite you to co-host. Welcome, Alexa. Thanks for stopping by. Hey, Jim. Jim. How are you? Uh, how are you holding up after like two back to back, like very long spaces? I'm doing great. Like I'm honestly so excited. Like okay, cool. I'm doing great. Um, I ate like some a good breakfast and everything, so I'm like I'm not feeling bad, you know. But you were up super late too. Like how are you feeling? Oh, I feel good, but you know I uh. I don't know. I, I'm on that fasting thing, so it's like I'm like full of energy. Ooh, but um, dope. yeah. But I have so many questions for you. Is it cool if I go ahead and start asking? You still inviting people? Um. Well, I guess I guess you could start, and people would join the conversation as it progresses. Yeah, I tried to invite people up to speak, but. But yeah, maybe they got other 
other things. Um, so like, first of all, like your, your photos, I mean, <laughs> they're just so like vivid and colorful. And I mean, I have so many questions. I don't even know where to start, honestly. So I wanted to start with something that you tweeted that I retweeted um, because it was really beautiful. Um, and you said that you said something about being a vessel to God as an artist. And is it okay if we start with that question or is that one too deep? Should we start with like technical stuff first? <laughs> oh, um, we're gonna start. We're gonna start anywhere. <laughs> but yeah, um, for me, I just feel like um, art is very spiritual. It's a. Um, I just sort of noticed that there are certain things that I try to understand about the world around me that are to some extent metaphysical and. In the process of trying to create art, I found my way back to some some sort of hidden truth. Well, not so hidden, it was quite obvious when I eventually found my way to it, but it was my own way of reconnecting to my spirituality. And I feel like many artists also have a similar experience like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely uh, feel like a vessel too. So when I initially retweeted you, it was just because I related to, you know, that statement. But then I got to thinking about your work and kind of looking at all your different media that you work with. And I was curious about how that um, concept, like, I guess, you know, I don't want to like make the question pointed because I want it to just be an open question. But why, like, why do you work across all these different media? Or yeah, what is your like philosophy for? Do you have a different philosophy for each media, or does do you have one that goes across all of them? If that makes sense. Oh yeah, yeah, I feel you. Um, so it's the way that happened was um. I did not start making art until about four, five years ago-ish. And um, all of my life up to that point, I did not even know like I had any artistic talent whatsoever. So when I did um, eventually start making art, it was like all of the art that was pressed down, like pent up inside me, how to find a way to escape. So everything just came out all at once. And also... Um, during that time, when I was trying to find myself, um, I came across a book by Robert Greene called Mastery. And in the book, he talked about um, finding yourself and finding your inner child. And the process to finding your inner child is um, to retrace your steps back there. You have to try to find the things that make you happy, the things that you find joy doing, the things that come easily to you and just let yourself go. And I wasn't quite sure what exactly it was. So I was experimenting with so many different forms of art at the time. I was into poetry, um, I was writing, I was drawing, I was doing photography. I tried painting, I tried pastels, digital, like I was doing every single thing. And as time went on, the ones that really um, called to me the most were the ones that I'm still doing right now, which are like the pen drawings and photography and a little bit of poetry. And 
also back to the same um, book, Mastery, um, when I looked at um, so many other people who had come before me, other people who are masters in their own field, um, they had this journey where they jumped from one thing to the next. Like, they were not really... Um, like there was no school and there was no particular syllabus for them to go through. They just kept winging it and doing different things. And when they reached their final form, the the things, the results people could see, all of the what seemed what struck people the most was that final work that they made was a result of all of the different things they had done in their past. And for me, like, I feel like all the work I'm doing now is, like, still nothing compared to what I'm going to do in the future. So me doing all of these different things are just me adding layers and trying to add more texture to myself as an artist. Yeah, that's it, basically. Um. Okay, so, you know, I may regret asking you this because you said you only started, like, doing art, like, four years ago, but, like... <laughs> How old are you? Can I ask that? No, sure. There's no problem. Um, I'm 26. 26. Damn. I mean, like, a lot of artists won't, like, reach the level of, like, technical mastery that you have reached by this age, like, ever. Um, so, like, I'm so curious about, like, it sounds like a dumb question, but, like, how are you so good? Um. Okay, and you kind of started to answer this question for me, but, like, what is your earliest creative memory? Since you said you only started, like, four years ago, did you do anything creative before that? And it was, like, a seed that got planted? Or did you just really not think about being creative till like, four years ago? Um. Okay, let me see. Um. Thinking back, I think the creative exploits I had were not even like in the art world. Um, I used to really like um, engineering and like geeky science stuff. And like, I used to like to take toys apart and put toys back together and sometimes take components from different um, electronics around the house and try to build something new. But my parents thought I was wasting my life away. So like all of that died very quickly. But looking back here, I, I feel like um, if I had been allowed to explore, I probably would have become an engineer by now. That's so interesting, Adewale. Like, um, I don't think, I feel like that connection doesn't get made that often, but I do feel that somebody that did make that connection, um, that just, I feel like, really impacted the culture so much, um, it was, you know, Virgil. That's really, like, the only one that comes to mind that really, really made that connection between like, you know, engineering and science and art, you know? So I feel that kind of, I feel that coming through too with you. And uh, also I'm curious as to just uh, like, what, who are your influences? Like who really kind of inspires what you're, what you're making? Cause it's like incredible and, I mean, just from looking at it, it seems like kind of surrealist inspired in some ways. And then in other ways, I'm, I don't know. It's, it's kind of, it's interesting. I'm, I'm curious. Yeah. Um, I like what you said about um, Virgil and how um, he has that engineering influence in his art. And I was going to mention Leonardo da Vinci because 
it was someone just like that who had like all these different um fields that he was exploring and it was also very um like he did a lot of work with engineering like he's very known for his art and uh, like his drawings and paintings but his engineering work his anatomical work like that's where he really 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 flourished and i just had to bring that up like uh to segue from what you were saying and then um my influence is funny enough like my most um my strongest influence is um a fictional character from this series love death and robots his name is zima blue i don't know i'm i find it weird answering giving that as an answer to my inspiration because like it's not a real person but for me the character zima blue is um that character encapsulates everything i aspire to be when i think of myself as an artist i i imagine myself as zima bloom if i could mention just one name it would be zima bloom but um obviously every artist has um people like they whose work they look up to and like me trying to find myself and find my style um some works that are really called to me were works by um henry Magritte, um quite um popular surrealist painter and if you look at most of my photographs like the surreal feel for my work most of it um i'm 100 sure it's from me looking at um my great work now also um my drawings i don't know if it's very obvious but um there's this guy um victor mosquera i'm not sure everybody's familiar with him but his work also very very heavily influences mine I don't have like so many other influences but like those three are like my strongest influences. Mm, okay, that's super interesting. And just like for anybody who doesn't know cuz I I've heard of Zima Blue before um but like in kind of kind of have a good idea or like a decent idea of kind of that character but can you just kind of describe, you know, that character and like what it is for you that kind of you resonate with with you know with Zima just you know. oh yeah so um Zima was set in this um futuristic world um Zima was a was an android but people thought he was a human being and he made this fantastic paintings he initially started from making portraits but um making art based off of human beings so sort of lost um like he did not really connect with that work so he started to make more meaningful work and started making paintings of the cosmos and um this space scapes and uh, like the works were amazing but after a while he started adding this abstract um solid shapes to the middle of the canvas and as time went on the solid shapes continued evolving and got to a point where he made a painting that was just one blank abstract shape and what i really liked about the story was the story of the artist's progression starting from portraits then moving to space scapes and then the addition of the abstract shape and like the abstract shape taking over then to him making this very gigantic paintings and everything was his own way of trying to find himself and I think that um notion of trying to find yourself through your art is like I feel like that's all I'm trying to do because most of my art like 
I don't even like fully understand what it is I'm trying to do or what it is I'm trying to say. It's not until like I have all of my artwork in front of me that I cannot be like, oh, so like this is my message and like this is what has been communicated to me all this while. I am totally going to have to go back and listen and watch that episode that has Zima Blue in it because I don't yeah, think definitely I remember you that should. No, you should. You should. Yeah, I've seen what is it. this? Uh, what is this space for? Um, so- we are just hanging out to talk about Adewale's amazing artwork because he's like a fucking incredible artist across like at least three media. And he's only been doing it for like apparently four years, and um, he's like completely masterful. So we're just that's like literally it. <laughs> nice, nice. I just joined because Real Girl was here, so I was like, all right, bet. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> good to see you, son. But yeah, we're talking about Adewale's work. Uh, it's pinned up here. It's, it's like super multimedia and just talking about you know his influences and the art um so i mean i don't know if you have any questions about the you know the paint or the you know pictures and the pieces yeah sure i mean i can look at his profile do you uh do you take influence from like um well, first of all i i came late but um where where are you from and like how did you begin Oh yeah, so um from Lagos, Nigeria. Um my journey into art started in my um last year of medical school. Um I the more I did medicine, the more I realized like I couldn't do medicine for the rest of my life because I could already anticipate the depression that was coming with the job. So I had to find a way to escape and also was struggling with my self-identity at the point and needed a way to find um, to be useful. Like I felt the work I was doing, yes, it had some meaning to people I was helping, but I did not really feel like I had any purpose. So in trying to find my purpose and trying to find myself, that was how I started learning about making art, what art meant to people and it turned out I was good at it and like roller coaster all the way from there. Okay. Nice. That's awesome, man. Thank you. Um, I like my origin story. Yeah. Do you, do, are you in touch with like um, African American artists? Uh, yeah. Um, the NFC space opens you up to a very um, wide, worldwide audience. So, like, I have a couple African American friends. Oh, I, w- I was meaning like, like the history, like, um, you know, like artists like Basquiat, um, Elizabeth Catlett, stuff like that, like people like them. Well, maybe like only through documentaries or like learning about their work online. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I took a, um, I took a course on it and man, I was just completely mind blown by like the stuff I've learned and like the history of it. And it's just, it's so amazing. Like if you, if you've ever, you know, want to gain more insight into influences and stuff like that, um, I would suggest like you take a course. It, it was like African American humanities. 
and it was like so great. I I learned about like so many amazing like works of art by like really renowned like artists back in the day. So um, like artists as in like painters. So um, you know, if you ever are interested, you should look into it. Yeah, definitely. I feel like that's something I think is quite lucky in like my art history, my info about all of that. Yeah, so I would find some time to go digging and learn more about other artists like that. Yeah. And it's also cool too, right? Like you're, you know, learning about your roots and like the history and your ancestry. And it's, it's something, I don't know, there's a different feeling that comes with it. Right. So. I, I think, but Adewale is Nigerian. He's not American, right? Well, no, but like, you know, as, as far as like when it comes to like, your own culture like it's just really cool to just dive into it you know and like the people of your culture and like even like here in the states because you know um there are influences from like artists that are here um you know that maybe are um immigrants or stuff like that like they will be taking influences from their roots too right so it's just cool to see that so I, Adewale, I really want to hear about your, um, if you don't mind talking about your photography collection, like, I, I'm curious about, like, the the concept and the inspiration of it, but also, like, from a technical aspect, so whichever one you want to start with, because, I mean, the, the ideas, the visual ideas are just so rich, but then also the technical execution is is just amazing and so impressive so if you if you could talk to us about those i would love that that's the first work of yours that i saw that i just fell in love with all right um so my photography is um self-portrait photography um the technical aspect is pretty much very straightforward it's just setting up um my camera on a tripod and shooting but many times, um, depending on where I'm shooting, things are usually different. Sometimes uh, I go on location to go shoot. Other times I'm in the comfort of my house with a backdrop. And I think when I started, it was just um, me trying to take photographs of everything I could see, from shooting clouds, shooting flowers, shooting cars, shooting architecture. But as I progressed, I realized I wanted to see more of myself in what I was making. And I mean, everybody who makes art, like there's a piece of their soul in the art they make, but I really wanted to see myself in the works I was making. So I started um, self-portraiture. When I first started, I started on my mobile phone. And then I used to edit my pictures on, um, what's it called? Um, Adobe Lightroom Mobile. But like the more I did it, the more I realized like there are some limitations to just using a phone. So I went out, got myself proper DSLR, and I was learning everything about like editing, learning colors, how different colors um can set different emotions going. I learned how to use color harmonies, color balances. Like if you look at my work, like it's very very the use of colors is very, very heavy. Like, it's the strongest, like, I think it's the strongest thing you can notice about my work, the colors that I use, and also my composition. So most times I 
usually have an idea in my head that I want to make and shooting is just like me trying to draw that out. Other times it's me just having a vague idea and then trying to shoot different things to see which one, like looking through all the different images and to, to see which one really speaks to me. But most of my work is very, very intentional. So I plan it out like I might take a day to like sketch it out, go look for which props to use for the particular shoot. And then like when I'm fully set, um, I have the outfits, I have the colors locked down. Then I go shoot. Most times I shoot by myself. Sometimes I have help. I have my younger brother who helps me most times, like um, a friend. But I think um, self-portraiture is like, it, it became a way for me to um, see myself the way I imagine other people see me because it's, it's, I, I noticed it's quite different from looking into a mirror. Like the image I saw myself in the mirror was different from the image I saw when I used the camera. And it's like, it helps me get closer to myself in a way. So now when I went out to make my photography pieces, like I, I don't even think about it. Like I don't like, in the past, like I would have this long process where I have to plan things out and do all of that. But now it's just very fluid. I don't know if that's making sense. Like I don't even have to. I just go out to my camera and like I just start shooting and like it just flows like that effortlessly. Okay, I love the way that you were like, it's very straightforward. I just take my tripod out there and shoot as if like making these images were like so easy for you. Because I'm looking at these things and I'm like, damn, like how did you make a plate look like it's floating? <laughs> I mean, that doesn't look simple to me, but, but uh, I can appreciate that you're just that fucking good that you're like oh no big deal i just take a try yeah, no, like no all these things that things that i've done like over and over and over again it's just like when we are all babies like before you could walk you had to hold a table you had to first have to crawl then you need support to walk but like now when you walk you don't really think about which foot goes in front of the other you just walk like that that's how it is for me now that makes a lot of sense. Sorry, uh, uh, Rian, did you want to say something? No, I mean, I was just going to say, like, wow, like, okay, so for you at this point, would you say, I mean, it sounds like basically, you know, creating, um, whether it's, like, taking pictures or, like, the, the other parts of your process, like, it's basically, like, muscle memory at this point because you have done it so much, basically, or? Yeah, yeah. So there's the aspect of muscle memory, but there's also the side of me not um, wanting to do the same thing over and over again. So I do try to look for what new things I can add to my work, like things I haven't done before that I can add to switch things up a bit. But most of it is, is muscle memory and also me... Um, drawing inspiration from other people's work like i could see something from someone's work and i think hmm, like what if this was done this other way and in the process of like letting that guide me like it would lead to me doing something else entirely or i could just be taking a stroll down the street and like i would see the way um someone is holding say like a plate or the way someone is 
interacting with a car and like from that like spark will just fly and one thing will lead to something else and like that like that like that so it's the whole process is in the past it's something that i would have had to like think mentally like uh, i'd have had to force myself to try to create something but like having created things over and over again most of it right now is just me freestyling that's amazing that's amazing you said most of your work right now is is pretty much just freestyling like not a lot of um like planning any as much you don't need as much planning it sounds like which is amazing because they come out so incredible like in your freestyle that's insane yeah thank you i mean it's not like like it's not like i don't like i don't like um try to make them work it's just that making them work is now second nature like i don't want people to think that it's like it's that easy but it's actually that easy <laughs> you know i mean at this point it's pretty clear that it it is kind of easy for you cuz they're just so damn good but like it, it's funny cuz it kind of reminds me of your space last night real because the people were freestyling and yet like we're coming out sounding so polished and so good and it's kind of encouraging to me as an artist who also works in multiple media to think that you know um that there is a flow that you can kind of get into and uh just be confident and release your stuff and not be always trying to make it be perfect because i definitely used to struggle with perfectionism myself with my artwork but, um, you know, I just remember <laughs> since today's the day after April Fool's Day, do you want to talk about your uh, little uh, prank tweet yesterday <laughs> for April Fool's Day? Sparks flying in your little in your little prank tweet on us. That was that was I don't even know where that came from. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I think most people know me to be a consummate womanizer. So, like, I, I just felt like dropping that would just shake people a little bit because you do you do be posting you do be tweeting the little the thirsty tweets <laughs> i like it <laughs> it's definitely entertaining too you know and it's, it's yeah it's yeah definitely too. like <laughs> a, a little comic relief like i mean i can't be talking about us all the time and if you like scroll through the tour you see like most artists are like horny people and like yes. i don't know artists libido is off the chart <laughs> i don't know where we get you from it's true it's true and it's definitely you know what it's it's comforting to me too because like i'm not the only one out here and and yes you know artists were like we have you know a dimensional personality it's not all about art all the time or like you know i was actually thinking about this last night because uh after your space real i went and tried to sleep and i couldn't sleep and so i started playing guitar and i was like you know a guitar is a very uh good replacement for like a human body because it's like you know about the same size and if i don't have anything else to hold i'll hold on to a little guitar at night so i was like <laughs> you know i think there there's something to be said for like the desires that we have as artists that they kind of permeate other areas of our lives. It's not just, you know, like a desire to create great photography or maybe even sometimes the desire for other things can become like a, a, a 
motivator for creating art. I don't know. That's yeah. the case for me, for sure. Yeah, no, like I completely agree. Like uh, our artistic um, proclivity, like it permeates everything thing that we do. Even I know for sure, like the way artists make love is different from the way normal people make love. Like all of it, every every single thing we do. So I, I think that's why our our holiness is like off off the charts. Okay, okay, hold on, hold on. So <laughs> I want to know. Wait, have you like okay? Because I know you come from a science background, apparently. Because you said you said medical, and then you said engineering, and now you're talking about like artists are different sexually than regular people. So have you like compared this? Have you slept with what you consider to be regular people, <laughs> and then slept with who you consider to be artists? And I want to I want to hear more about this. <laughs> oh yes, um, I've done an extensive survey. And uh, my findings are like hundred percent prove like my theory. Normal people are not boring. Do they? they have like I mean, they have their abilities to express themselves, but like there's a limit to what they can do. But like artists, my God, um, I don't need to say too much. Like everybody right here is an artist, so like they they can relate with what I'm saying. And if any artist here has been with another artist, they can also like bear witness to what I'm saying. Like, artists, we, we are different. I think, and like, the longer you've been an artist, like, the more juicy, like, the content that you bring to the table or to the bedroom, in this case. Even, like, besides, like, sex itself, like, the foreplay and, like, the romance, like, everything is just is on a different level. And, like, for me, it, it, it's was sort of an eye-opener because prior to this life, all of my friends were doctors or nurses or people in the medical field. And the kind of relationships I had with those people and the kind of relationships I have now, like they are worlds apart. The kind of conversations that we can have, um, I don't know, like it's, it's just different. Like the kind of things that we are tapped into, like no, no cap, like artists are actually, actually different breed of people. Oh, I'm curious. Like, why do you why do you think that is? Like, if okay, so if those that's the findings of your very scientific study over here, then why do you think we're different? I think I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm not sure if I really have experience sleeping with normal people. <laughs> like, I pretty much only have slept with artists. Um, that's probably why I'm divorced twice. But. Um, <laughs> put myself on blast over here but um so why do you think we're a different breed like what yeah what I'm so I'm so curious about this um I don't know I think um first like if you look at um how society perceives artists um we are tend to be seen as rebellious people and um we don't um, play by the rules that society has laid down for us. And I think we, in us allowing ourselves to experiment, we're sort of free spirits. We are not held back by societal norms. And that like, permeates into everything that we do. So when we, when we make art, we make art without boundaries. When we make love, we make love without boundaries. When we have relationship with people, like even our 
not even like um male female relationships like even with children with friends like everything we do has this extra depth because it's where our art itself also comes from i don't know if that makes sense yeah i mean it definitely makes sense and uh real i see you wanted to jump in um yeah go ahead and jump in because i'll just otherwise i'll keep rambling no you're good literally i was just gonna say probably the same thing as you just it, it does make sense and i feel like you put it so beautifully too like um just being an artist like we do everything a little bit more uh i don't know just like with that extra sensitivity to like the other person and just i don't know just an extra layer of uh i don't know exactly what it is but no i feel that um i've never actually that's a very i feel like that's a very true statement just because it's there's like a level yeah you're right it's like a level of like sensitivity and like um i feel like i mean this may this may sound like bias but you know i feel like with artists they won't treat it as like a like a job or something like they will treat it they'll like treat you with care and like um like uh an understanding of your vulnerability and like you know it's just different like we'll just treat it a lot more uh we'll approach it differently I feel like then just kind of getting it over with and you know what I mean? And just kind of moving on. Like we're different, you know? So. I love how this started out as a conversation about either what is artwork. And now we're just talking about why we're all so great in bed. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I agree with like everything that y'all are saying. Cause uh, like, you know, if you think about art as a process, right. Especially like process artists, you know certain artists who like their process is where they start or the the central like fulcrum of their of their art making and and then you know sex is a process and it's something that we actually like put attention and time into it's not just like a means to an end so that makes sense on one hand and then on the other like what you're talking about with like desire and pushing boundaries and experimenting, like not being afraid to experience things like, okay. <laughs> you know, when I was a kid, oh my God, I, when I was a kid uh, and I hadn't had sex yet, I remember reading this article in a magazine saying that like the most passionate lovemakers, it was like, you know, it was like a clickbait, but it was like a magazine article, clickbait, like, you know, pick up this magazine to see who are the best lovers. And I was like, oh, hell yeah. I wanted to know because, you know, curious. But uh, it said artists and truck drivers. <laughs> and I guess truck drivers because they're never home. <laughs> but, so, but it's like those two don't really seem to necessarily go together. So it's kind of cool to think that artists can be great lovers and we don't have to be on the road <laughs> to be great lovers. <laughs> we're just great lovers anyway that's hilarious truck drivers that's that's uh that's so funny but i feel like that's kind of not um i feel like that's kind of cheating i don't feel like that counts for real i think it's just artists at the top and then uh i don't know i don't know what do y'all i don't know what y'all think but i don't i also don't understand how truck drivers go into that mix 
I think, okay, so it was really, it was kind of awkward, too, because I remember at the time, like, my friend's, like, grandpa, where we were staying, like, when I was reading the magazine, he was a truck driver, so it was kind of awkward for me in that moment, because I was like, oh, God, but, um, yeah, I think literally it's just the explanation was because they're always on the road. And then when they get back, they're like real passionate. But 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 yeah, if we compare it on the same scale, you're you're right, real like it's not even they don't belong in the same category. <laughs> Artists are just the best. No, shade, like, no, shade, no shade, just like, I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's just so much fun. I don't know if I could talk to a truck driver about <laughs> driving a truck like. And be so interested and so, but I don't know. Some people, maybe that's their art. You know, you never know. So, any truck drivers in the room who could testify to them being good lovers? I am curious about that, but no, <laughs> I think it's mostly artists. But like this, this got me thinking about um, the term artist as a label. Like, when does a person become an artist? Like. How long do you have to be making art for before you can call yourself an artist and have all of the other attributes that people attribute to artists, including this extra <clears throat> sensitivity? Because I feel like I have... Did I become an artist when I started making art or have I always had all of these traits like inside me and I just had to do the work to bring them out? And if that's the case, is everybody potentially an artist and it's just a matter of you deciding to start working on those um, innate gifts that you have? Mm, great question. I feel like, uh, okay, so I feel like, okay, a good amount of time for you to call someone an artist, I would say is like a year, but um, it, I, I don't know, That's kind of, it's, it's an interesting question, like, what if anyone could be an artist, right? And that's true. But I feel like for some people, like you can put them in art and like they might do it, but they may not gravitate towards it. So like, um, you know, like some people are just innately gifted or innately just gravitate towards art and like want to keep doing that. And so I would consider those people more artists rather than, the other people who just kind of feel like it's forced and they don't really genuinely like, it, even though they do it, you know, I don't, I would not consider them artists. That's just my opinion. Yo, but what about this? So what if you think about, um, so I tutor like some kids at this elementary school that's like right around the corner from where I live. Um, and I, I'm just around these third graders and, there's this one kid that, um, you know, like he likes to draw and he is like always drawing and he's like, yo, I'm the artist of the class. He was just talking to me. I, I don't even know if I asked him anything. I was just talking to him and he was like, yeah, I'm the artist of the class. Like, and I was asking him about his drawings and he was like, yeah, like, you know, everybody asked me for drawings if they need it. And, you know, I'm the artist of the class. Like, and I was just like, ah, oh, I wish I could draw, you know, I'm so bad at it. And he was like, no, like, you can't be bad. It's art, you know. And like, for kids, like, I feel like, I don't, he's probably not been making art for a year, or I don't know how long he's been making art. But I mean, I, I would count him as an artist, even though, like, he's just now 
making it, you know? So I don't know. I don't know how everybody else feels about it, but I feel like you can be an artist as soon as you start making art, you know? Yeah, I feel like it's kind of what Adewala was saying that like, okay, well, you were, you know, you were proposing the question, were you always an artist even before you were making art? Like, was it always there? And I think for me, that's, that's how it feels to me. Like, I don't think you need any set amount of time to make anything before you can be considered legitimate. I think a lot of, first of all, I do think everybody has the potential to be an artist because I think um, nature is creative. nature is creative and if if nature wasn't creative we wouldn't even exist right which means we all have the ability in my opinion we all have that essence within us to be creative i think if anything it gets like trained out of us by honestly capitalist society or any other kind of like as you know even subsistence and like living i think is still creative because you know we grow food in order to survive too but um so like looking at it from that perspective i think it's more of like a coming back home to yourself maybe or um like when you finally recognize that in yourself as an artist it's like more about like claiming it and I think you can claim it in uh, one second and then you're there you know and of course it takes time to master your craft and that's why I'm so impressed with your work I'm like how are you like so like we haven't even talked about your ink drawings yet like what what how how I mean I've been drawing for like 20 years and I'm like trained in that shit and I'm much better now than I was 20 years ago. But like, I am not making that level of realistic work with my drawing. So like technical mastery is a whole other thing, but, um, yeah, dang, I don't even know where I'm going anymore. Cause I'm so impressed with your work, but you know, I love talking about like the seed of creation within all of us and one little more thing I'll say about that because real you started talking about like kids and tutoring and stuff and that's one of the things that you know one of the one of my lives I'm a teacher and um that's what I try to teach my students I'm like you know you think you're not an artist and you think you can't draw and you think you don't have this in you but you know like the greatest baseball players didn't pop out being the best greatest baseball players. Like they were taught how to play. They were, they train every day, you know, to get that muscle memory, to get those muscles strong and to train that hand eye coordination. And it's the same exact thing with, with visual art, like with drawing in particular, it's like fine motor skills. You train your eye, how to speak to your brain. You train your brain, how to speak, your hands and how you're in your hands how to move on the paper and then you know you train every day and one day you'll be a master at it you know anyways I feel kind of like soapboxy about that so I don't want to keep that going but one, yeah, one so, other... go ahead oh yeah no, no. I, I thought you were, I thought you um like we're doing and I was well I have to say one so. thing about the time because it's already almost an hour and I can't even believe that but I have to get off of here at five. So I can just like leave my phone and then y'all leave the space open for y'all. But I, oh, no, I, I also out. have to leave because it's, it's quite, quite late here as well. Okay. 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 All right. So yeah, I'll, I'll be quiet now so you can add something. Oh yeah. So um, the thing about the drawings and like the skills and like 
why the drawings look so good is um and this will bring me to the topic of um talent and artistic talent and um talent versus skill i think for me it's the way i see the world and all of the skills that i built up even before i started drawing because um with medicine with surgery um the hand eye coordination that we had to learn to execute the things we had to pull off plus my experience with taking toys apart and putting them back together it's um turned my brain into a into this kind of machine that takes things apart tries to understand them and then put things back together and when i think about how i make my work that's the exact approach i have to my drawings i mean there's the story that i'm trying to tell there is the artistic element but when it comes down to the technical aspect i break down everything into like the smallest bits and try to put it back together and this also applies to the learning because before i learned how to draw like this i started from learning how to first render a sphere then how to draw a box then how to put two boxes together then how to draw a hand then how to learn how light wraps around objects to create the illusion of three dimensionality on a 2d surface and learning each of those steps and learning them well even before i tried um making big drawings like this i feel all of that and the way i taught my brain to, maybe not i did not actively teach my brain to think that way but my brain has just formed that way as a result of all the things i had done up until that point so when i think about my artistic um process my career sometimes i i wish i started making art earlier but at the same time i realized that all of the experiences i had before i started making art are the reason my art is actually the way it is right now that makes sense it makes sense and it's really beautifully eloquently put and honestly i'm like i'm like over here like don't get choked up because it's it's a, such a beautiful way to it's such a human way to put it and it it's, inspires me so much um as a as a as a person who feels kind of pretty nerdy in how i like um to combine like the concepts of like science and art and science and spirituality and um of course i blanked on the other one i was going to say but um so i'm looking or his history art and history like I, I like to look at art from all of those different lenses which I don't you know not everybody likes that and that's cool but you know it, it, it I don't know it's so inspiring to me for like the the future of humanity to think that you know as long as we keep science and art linked then you know people will hopefully understand the significance of art a little bit better Does anybody yeah, else have any I think, questions? I think science, art are uh, part of like the, the same spectrum. It's just a matter of how we decide to look at them. Well, they are. They totally are. And like when you, you know, it depends on which media you're working in. But like if you're a printmaker, then you understand that chemistry is a part of your work or, a, you know, an oil painter, it's chemistry and a photographer, it's uh, it's physics, it's light. You know what I mean? So 
that's to me, the only thing that I wish sometimes is that I could like have a degree in all the things like I, I sometimes I wish I could like go study physics and stuff because because it's so fascinating to me in all the ways but you know whatever hopefully I'll have another life after this but does anybody have any questions for Adewale before he has to go because it is late where he's at and I do have to close down at five unfortunately uh, question, yeah, uh, before you get out of here, what's your, um, what's your favorite thing to do when you're not making art? Oh, I think I know the answer to that. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> oh my gosh. I hope you know oh, what I'm thinking or thinking. If there isn't anything, that's that's also an answer. Like if you just make art, that's also really cool. But um Yeah, um what what Violet is um thinking is probably part of it, but when I'm not making art, um um a gym rat. Oh, okay. So you lift, you lift. Yeah, I lift like properly. Hey, proper. Let's go. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm a big uh, gym proponent. Oh, that's that dope. And I think like more artists should be because I know most of us are like locked away at our computer screens or the canvas and we need to get our bodies pumping, you know. Yeah, yeah like, that's true. Agreed. I like to, to run personally and like me like running and meditation and fasting and making art are all kind of like part of this like same fascination that I have with like ecstasy and altered stage of consciousness and and like feeling like heaven is here you know like my six-year-old sometimes will ask me about like say for example my Wella who passed away a couple years ago and, you know, she hears from certain people that, you know, well, as in heaven, and I try to get her to understand that, in, well, in my opinion, you know, heaven is here. Like, you can experience heaven while you're alive. I think that that's what, you know, we should do, is try to have heaven while we're alive. Anyways, <laughs> no, getting off topic again. That's really interesting, though. Like, um. I'm not going to like to be long winded, but I think it's really interesting to like think about just our experience here, you know, and what we can do here. Because, I mean, I'm not positive about what happens. I have my beliefs, but I mean, you never know. Like, so I think that's really interesting. Yeah, Yeah. I don't think anyone can really know, you know, and that's why in I mean, in my experience, it's important to enjoy your you know and just enjoy it while we're here because like we we don't know what happens afterwards as much as anybody wants to know we don't really know yeah we don't until it's too late we find out um but yeah that's i don't know this was really cool hearing more about your work at this is really really nice and yeah, go check out. Uh, your work is on foundation. Is it only on foundation? Um, it's mostly on foundation, but yeah, I have some work on OpenSea, but I'm mostly building on foundation for now. And yeah, it yeah. was a pleasure 
pleasure being on here, um, chilling with you guys, talking about art and other things. Looking forward to doing this um, some other time, most definitely. I don't yeah, get to speak about my work so a lot. Much. Yeah, yeah, you know, usually a pleasure. Your work is like so amazing that <clears throat> I was worried that the conversation with you wasn't going to be able to like compete, but I was very wrong. <laughs> you are super eloquent and you're like your ideas, you know, at the beginning of the conversation, we kind of brought up, I think it was Virgil and Da Vinci. And that's who I thought about too, whenever you were talking about your background in medicine and engineering. I'm like, that's what Da Vinci did. You know, he studied everything and he combined it all together into his artwork. And so, um, yeah, it's kind of crazy that I'm even sitting here talking to you. <laughs> in my opinion, you know, I'm very much a fangirl. So, um, yeah, thank you for talking to us and taking the time because I know it's late for you. And uh, I'll probably close down in a couple of minutes if no one else has anything to add. Yeah, this was really fun. I hope we can do this again. Uh, you know, talk about everything. Thank well, you, Violet, for having me. Yeah, no, thank you for co-hosting with me. And and real, she had they have, I'm not sure what your pronouns are, I'm sorry. Um, have a space like every is it every Friday and Saturday? Yeah, Friday, Saturday. Um now it's gonna be probably Tuesday too. I'm gonna have a queer space for queer and trans folks. But um, yeah, she her. She her's good. Okay, cool, cool. Thank you. So, yeah, badass. So, you know, Adewale, you can always just stop by the Freestyle Fridays. I was there last night, like I said. Well, I don't know what time it would be for you, but or or the Saturday mornings cuz yeah, we definitely been talking since almost like almost like 24 hours at this point. But, but anyways, yeah. I'm going to let you get some rest. I'm going to go ahead since this space is recorded. I'm going to see if I can uh, get the recording from that space. This space is recorded. Yeah, yeah, I record. Uh, is that okay? That we uh, wait, Everybody is seeing everything. Like, like, oh, wow, interesting. Yeah, it's recorded. Is that, I mean, I was going to post it on my little podcast because I like to, I like to keep things like for, for posterity and history or whatever. But if you don't want me to post it because we kind of went off topic of there for a little bit. Oh, no, 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 no. It's cool. It's cool. I just, it did not just, it did not click that it was recorded for me. But like, (laughs) I'm just like, oh, wow. Yeah. We said things. Yes. So, yeah, (laughs) I'll DM you, make sure everything's cool. But, all right, thank you everybody for coming and thank you for for spending your night with us Adewale. Have a good yeah, one everybody. Happy Saturday. Yes. Good night. Peace and love. Good night. Good night.